Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Shane Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for yet another edition of Outcast Catholic. Good to be with you. I'm Father Shane Demon, And I'm Father Travis Crotty. And it's great to be with all of us feeling outcast at times, but also feeling like we're striving in the, in the great road to holiness, seeking to find the Lord more deeply and uh, to share this journey with one another. Striving. Not perfect. Say it with me. Striving. Not, Not perfect. perfect. Thank you, Sarah Swafford. You're welcome. Well done. Good, good shout out to Sarah Swafford. Absolutely. Always striving. Not perfect. Um, Father Travis, we've just come out of the holidays, haven't we? Sure have. We have. Um, lots of opportunities for families to get together, lots of opportunities for people to reunite among old friends and, uh, and loved ones. And, you know, sometimes when you step back into those worlds, you're kind of reminded of a lot of old memories, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, ooh. Or relationship dynamics. <laughs> yes. Relationship dynamics among family members and, and friends. Maybe you were back in your hometown for the holidays and... All of a sudden, you run into that ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend from high school that you haven't seen in twelve years, or, or just whatever. High school classmates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be, you know, you can kind of be flooded with memories of the past. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, one of the things that I think is so interesting is, you know, when you you go back to those memories, there also can be a, a rich recognition of the blessings, right? Mm-hmm. What have people in the past, you know, kind of provided me and my where own. Where have I come from? Right. Yeah, where have I come from? What are my roots? How have I really been formed? How has this community really shaped me to be the person I am? And even if there's been adversity, even if there's been kind of reminders of awkwardness, there can be a wonderful recognition to say, hey, I've, I've come through this mm-hmm. and I've grown and I'm thriving now. You right. know, And, and all, of those, all of those moments of adversity have really helped shape me to have the character and the person that, to be the person that I am today. All that can be hopefully a good little reminder, especially when we go back into those contexts, into those settings of our past. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I think there's times that not only if we're just going home for the holidays, I think there's a lot of times that people emotionally, mentally, spiritually want to go back and revisit the past mm-hmm. and kind of live in, in a lot of memory. And I think sometimes we can, we can get caught up in that um, resting in kind of old wounds. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a scripture line in the Old Testament from Proverbs that comes to mind, from uh, chapter 26. Um, the text states, "As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly." Gross. <laughs> Hope no one's eating while we're uh, while we're you know you know being <laughs> munching, tuned into your whatever in the car right now, your cell phone or yeah. wherever you're listening to us. Um, what does that really mean? Say that one more time. As a dog returns to his vomit. As vomit. a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Yeah. Um, you know, so there are just fools out there in the world who consistently repeat their same mistakes, and they just don't learn, and they are going to have to learn the hard way over repeatedly falling on their face time and time again. Have right? you seen the? You ever seen like Jim Gaffigan bits? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the one where he's talking about body wash? No, I don't. I miss. Oh, that it's one. hilarious! It's 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 a classic. Like okay. one of his bits, but he's okay. not, but he's kind of starts the bit where he's talking about like. <laughs> He's like, and we're just smelly, aren't we? And he like smells his pit. He goes, oh, what's that? And you go back for it again, even though it's gross. You like go back, you got to smell it one more time. Always got to check. What's that? But yeah, it's, I think that's an experience that we see 
what the heck? Gross. Dogs going back to the vomit. Why are we, why are we going back to that? Yeah. Mm. There, yeah, there's there's a number of movie skits that we could be quoting right now, but don't want to gross everybody <laughs> out. Um, you know, obviously people foolishly can go back and just repeat their same mistakes again and again and again and again, and they're just not learning, you know, whether that's, you know, speeding while driving, whether that's making the same relationship, you know, mistakes of falling into the wrong crowd with friends or dating relationships or whatever. Yeah. But I think we can do this to ourselves at times to mentally kind of go back to the vomit of our past, mm. um, you know, to somehow kind of say, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm still going to define myself from those past wounds. I, I'm still going to kind of equate my life with the vomit of my past. And I'm not really, I'm not really willing to heal from that or move on from it. Or, um, you know, sometimes, well, I maybe, I, maybe I need to test the waters. Maybe I need to go back and, and see if I've really overcome that. Or if I've really kind of separated myself from that toxic relationship, or do I really need to go back and see if I can overcome it? Am I stronger now? So maybe I need to go put myself in that really compromising position and see if I can overcome it because I, I wasn't in the past. And, and so I think we keep, you know, kind of at times going back mm. as opposed to going forward. Is this making any sense? It is. Why do you think we do that? Like, why do you think we, especially that first bit, because I think there can be kind of that adventure that's present in that second piece that you just said of like uh, trying to test those waters or like, oh, well, I've done I've done good for a while. So maybe I can just kind of tiptoe back into this space. But yeah, living living out of our wounds and almost like of a, a weird nostalgia. Why, why do you think we're why do we do that? Why do we like turn back to that? Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, there might be several reasons. Number one, there might just be a fascination with sin, mm-hmm. you know, where our imagination really hasn't kind of broken off the bonds of sin. You know, maybe we have told ourselves, well, we're not going to do that anymore, but maybe the mind or the imagination is still kind of fascinated with that. And, well, maybe I, I, if I could just go back to that, yep. you know, um, you know, I think of someone who might be de- dealing with a substance abuse. Mm. Well, maybe they've actually cut off the substance. But there's the fantasy of, oh. Yeah, the fantasy of, like? what was it like then? You know, do I, do I really miss that high or that drunkenness? Could I really go back and just test the waters? If I just had one glass, would that be okay? Well, you gosh, know? and this just came up recently, but like people, young people or whoever in like toxic relationships who desire to return, even oh, though they yeah. know it's bad, right? Absolutely. And it's like there's that attachment that's present there, but there's also that, yeah, it's like there's there were certain attractive pieces to it. Even though you know it's bad, it's, I'm going to return to it anyways. And I think part of that is a fear of the unknown of what the future could hold in a life of freedom, mm. right? I mean, why does yeah. someone keep going back to an abusive relationship? Well, you know, at least I there I know I have a roof over my head, or at least there I can count on this, whereas the future, well, that's unknown. And I don't know if I can really trust myself to walk forward in freedom and authenticity. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of keep settling back into the old flesh pots. I'll keep settling back to the old vomit because, well, at least that's a known entity. Uh, at least I know what's coming, and I, I can kind of control that by my known expectations. But boy, to to venture off into a future level of health and healing, to have new horizons, and to be not be bound by the past and say, I'm never going back to that vomit again, and I'm only marching forward into new territory. It's a little scary for folks. Yeah, you know? I love that you just mentioned that, that, um, that image from 
Exodus, right? Flesh pots of Egypt. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's like when they're in the midst of their journey through the desert, and then they start to complain, the Israelites, to Moses, why'd you bring us out to die in this desert, right? And they said, you know, if like, at least in Egypt, we had meat to eat. Right. And, and that's Our just, melons, our cucumbers, our, our onions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> list of all these like Mediterranean foods or I guess Egyptian foods. Right. Um, that's such a perfect example where when we lean into the unknown and when we step into that kind of, which can be an adventure mm-hmm. of freedom, uh, we so quickly turn back to which is comfortable and familiar, mm-hmm. even if it's not fulfilling and not satisfying and right. actually just like really gross, like a dog returning to his vomit. It's what's comfortable. It's what's known. It's what's familiar and which doesn't cause us pain right. or the suffering of growing uh, in freedom. Yeah, the, the ancient Israelites, they literally... We're complaining to We're Moses slaves. saying, I would prefer to go back to slavery. <laughs> to pick up, like, get more bricks with less straw. Right. Yeah. I would rather go back to that because, well, at least I had some creaturely comforts like some food. And that's my known entity, and I'm just going to settle for that. And Moses was saying, no, 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 no. The Lord God himself has led us out of that slavery. And yes, there is a wandering journey ahead of us. And yes, you do not know what the future holds. And yes, God is going to require some things of us in an authentic relationship, but you don't have to keep looking back over your shoulder. Because like what's prepared yeah. is so much better yeah, than exactly. what was in the past. Exactly. Mm. But we, we tend to do this. And, uh, and we can go back and we can want to repeat our follies or just settle for that. Mm-hmm. And, and not, not only not learn from the past, but not take the adventure of what the future can can really hold out for us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I don't know if you're going to go this direction, so I'm just going to jump ahead. But um, yeah, this idea of like the healing of memories that can come through prayer can be really powerful. And uh, I know friends of mine have experienced it on retreat where in, in a place of deep prayer to invite the Holy Spirit to help you realize how Jesus was actually present with you through all these different memories of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something really powerful that happens when you give yourself the space um, of silence in your life on a retreat, especially memories are what seem to flood back into your mind. It's Mm -hmm. like we have this really impressive capacity for memory, but we often keep ourselves so distracted that we can't remember those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Both the good, the bad and the ugly. I remember myself on my, on my 30 day retreat that I was, you know, like privileged to, to go on. The Lord worked, especially through, memories like both good and both bad but then what's so often invited in spiritual direction is to see to recognize that just as present as jesus is now wherever right in our lives he was actually with us there in mm-hmm. that difficult memory or in that right. sin or in that place where we were like enslaved to mm-hmm. whatever like the egyptians mm-hmm. um, and to realize that he wants to free us now just as much as he wanted to free us then mm-hmm. and through his providence what's brought us to this point that was the same god who's a provident father in that moment. Right. Absolutely. I, and I, I think there can be a, a temptation to go back and want to reanalyze our motives, mm. to reanalyze our feelings. Like, how did I get into that in the first place? Does that mean I'm a, I was a wicked, terrible person then? Um, how, did I, how did I end up feeling that way? Um, am I stronger now? Do I have to go test that? Uh, can I really believe that I've grown from this? Maybe I should go back and revisit all of it. Mm. And, and I have noticed this with people. They want to revisit, they want to revisit, they want to revisit. And, and all of a sudden, the, their entire identity in the present moment and even in their future keeps getting defined by this revisiting of the mm. past. 
almost in anxiety and not in freedom. It can too, be. Right? It can. It can be anxiety inducing to constantly go back and relive the past, relive the past, relive the past. Maybe that's a bit of an OCD example, but um, it doesn't have to be that extreme. You know, people can just kind of go back and say, oh, I, I would never grow out of this, or I would never not be defined by that, or that's just kind of who I am, and I, I'm sure it'll swing around and bite me again, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it's something that we just have to be very, very careful of. Um, to not go back and repeat the mistakes of our past, but also to not let ourselves be defined by that past. To not have to go back and revisit it and sit in that. Now, now there can be some opportunities to kind of look back over your past journey and say, wow, look how far I've come. Mm-hmm. You know, The Holy Spirit's done such great things with me, and I've cooperated with His grace, and He's blessed me with relationships that have carried me forward and career opportunities, job opportunities, education opportunities, travel opportunities, all those things have kind of shaped me and I've come so far. So it, it can be good to kind of look back over the trail that one has gone, um, gone along. But to define ourselves by that, especially to go back and revisit the past wounds and the past sins, I really do think that there's a there can be a, a very false temptation to go back and sit in the vomit of our yeah. past. Yeah, and I think it's very detrimental in the spiritual lives. Mm. Well, the continuation of this image from uh, Exodus with the Israelites, what Moses's invitation, what the Lord's invitation through Moses is, is to to not be defined by their slavery in Egypt, to not be defined by the past, to not be defined by the kind of past sins of their fathers that put them in the situation of, of, of staying in Egypt, of forgetting the Lord, right? Um, or of the, or of this, of the sin of the Egyptians of enslaving them, but to invite them into this new identity of relationship with him, right? Like what we'd say now as beloved sons and daughters of the father through the adoption of our baptism through Jesus Christ, the Egyptians were even invited into that identity of his people. Like you're not, you're not identified as these Hebrews, you're slaves of the Egyptians. No, mm-hmm. like you're you're the free children of of the God of Israel, mm-hmm. of of the God who's giving you freedom and inviting you to His promised land. Like God has this promised land still in store for all of us. That's heaven now through Jesus. But this promised land of freedom that He's invited us into that doesn't dwell back in the in the slavery of a former sin. Mm-hmm. And not only should this kind of dwelling back on the past not paralyze us in our own identity you know, in our kind of own self-diagnosis or self-analysis, I think we have to be very careful when we don't do this to others. Mm. Um, if someone out there, any among our listeners, is holding a grudge against somebody. Resentment. You know, resentment. Yeah. Um, are you defining that person just simply by their past? Are you defining that person just simply to perhaps to the harm or the frustration that they caused you? Um, and is that really fair to that person? Is it fair to yourself to say, I'm going to hold on to this because I will live in the past and I will have power over this person by defining them only according to the harm that they did to me. And that makes me morally superior, um, but it also puts me in the driver's seat where I don't have to give that person the benefit of the doubt anymore because they are going to be only defined in my mind by their vomit of the past. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the vomit that was kind of, you know, poured on me, so to speak. Uh, I know we're getting a little graphic here, but... <laughs> no, that's like, yeah, you're like forcing them back into that. Kind of. Yeah, you're kind of forcing them to, to stay with that. And, and in some ways, 
And this is hard if you're like in that, in that mm-hmm. place of resentment, right? Because it's not this, this not, oh, just forget about it. Just forget about it, move on. Right. No, like in, in voice, in, invite the Lord to bring about real forgiveness and healing so there can be real growth, right? Because mm-hmm. if we doubt, if we doubt that the Lord can work in someone else's heart to change them, right? That we're doubting his power in us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord certainly doesn't want to do that in the mercy that he consistently uh, extends to us. And he wants to define us according to the great glory that he has for us in the future, mm-hmm. a glory for our, the future unfolding of our vocations and our journey here on earth, the journey of faith, but certainly the eternal glory that he's really seeing for us and wants to share with us so eagerly. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to define us by our past. And so to hold a grudge against another person and to really box them in and define them according to the one thing that might wound you uh, or make you feel victimized or the thing that made you kind of feel tempted, um, you know, it, it really doesn't do a, a just service to these other people. Mm. Uh, and in fact, it could poison our own hearts, especially if they don't even know you're holding a grudge against them, right? If they've moved on in life and they're living all you know, just happy and free, and yet you are just wallowing in this past pain, and, and viciously just wanting to kind of mentally attack them over and over again for everything that they put you through. Okay, well, how does that really help you move forward in freedom? Is that what the, really, the Lord really is intending for you in this moment? And, you know, if you're carrying that burden and you're shouldering that alone, and if it's not even impacting the person for whom you have a grudge against, how does that really benefit the world at all? It's certainly not benefiting you and not even seeming to impact them, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You kind of brought up like a little bit of uh, through the, the words you were just using, but I love the line from from the letter to the Romans, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the glorious freedom of the children of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we want. That's what we want deep down is this glorious freedom that doesn't keep us like shackled to the past of our own sins, our own failings, or or those of others, right? To live now, presently, in the glorious freedom of the children of God is what St. Paul invites us to. Right. Um, and he, know, he knew that himself, right? Like, he had these sins he could have dwelt in, doubting the Lord's forgiveness in his own life, right? Doubting his own conversion, doubting, like, the fact that he could, that he could continue to grow in faith, in relationship. I mean, he had some pretty serious sins. Mm-hmm. But, like, rejoicing in that, in, in this new identity that he had, this glorious freedom of the children of God that, mm-hmm. like, impelled him on to... Uh, what was to come. And then I love how he says life on high in Christ Jesus. Like we're living in the present free, looking forward to the future, not being sort of drugged backwards by the change of the past. Absolutely. Yeah. So these are just a few thoughts to kind of keep in mind for ourselves, for all of our listeners um, thoughts that I think could really make us outcast unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, making our whole past identity seem like an outcast, um, failing to see the blessings, the growth, uh, the moments of renewal and the accompaniment of the Lord and the promptings of the Holy Spirit that have been there the entire time. Um, but don't also make yourself feel like an outcast in the present by constantly revisiting the past uh, in terms of past sins, past mistakes, reanalyzing them to the point that you get anxious, uh, analyzing them to the point that you start to diminish your own self-worth, your own self-dignity. Uh, I, I think one can get, kind of get caught up in a hurricane of mental thoughts there uh, which all of a sudden makes you just feel like an outcast and, and worthless, all based on your own assessment that doesn't really take into appreciation the future glory that God has destined for you, nor the wonderful fruit that has been born in your life along the journey thus far.
Just a few thoughts. Amen. That's great. Good to be with you, Father Travis. And to all of our uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in and joining us. Let's keep one another in prayer and let us know if there's any other topics that we can uh, dive into for you. Absolutely. God bless everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time and God bless.